I told Paul recently, I said, what's your health? Working with me? Enemy will try and hit you. I've told people that over the years. They don't understand when they get to work with me why their world begins to shake a little bit. It's not about you. It's about the plan. And Satan loves to isolate so he can manipulate, so he can seduce and deceive. You know it's too much. His expectation is too high. People will never be able to live up to that expectation. So Satan, the God of this world, whipping around the desert, waiting for his moment, said, okay, I'll get you. Here we go. I can give you this, give you this, give you this, give you this. These stones you can turn to bread. We can get you food now. You know we can. We can get another plan here, baby. I'm telling you, there's another plan. You don't have to go through this. You don't have to stay in Tulsa, Paul. There's other places that would want you. How many people know as I've heard that play in my head many times? isolation, manipulation, deception, seductions to conform. And before you know it, you've taken the bait. God bless you. Two years ago, if somebody had sneezed, we'd all been thinking we were going to get COVID. Everybody right now would be like, Triple masked up. Breathing in hand sanitizer. So people were doing, putting hand sanitizer on their hands and breathing it in, hoping that it would sanitize the internal parts of their nasal passages. As if fumes would do that. People got a little crazy in the whole thing. And people are still trying to get crazy. It's just now something different. Say this with me, I take authority over manipulations. Say this, I take authority over isolations. How many people know this is a good service? 
Padesu, you know the honor it is to pastor a work like this. To work with people that actually want to do something about it. How many people want to do something about it? Do you know what it's like to pastor a church that people are just not here to receive something? It's amazing. Such a gift. Such a gift. Such a gift of God. Let's go to Colossians 2. I want you to read with me. I hope you brought your Bible. If you're on your device, let's read together. For I want you to know how great is my solicitude for you, how severe an inward struggle I am engaged in for you. Would you underline that? Highlight that? Who is this speaking? Who? Paul. And what is he involved in? A struggle. And for those believers in Laodicea and for all of you, like yourselves, have never seen my face and known me personally. For my concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted, cheered, and encouraged as they are knit together in love, and that they may come to have all the abounding wealth and blessings of assured conviction of understanding, and that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with and may know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly that mystic secret of God, which is Christ, the anointed God, the anointed one. Look at this in verse 3. In him all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. Flick back to Colossians 1.27. To him God was pleased to make known how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ within and among you, the hope of realizing the glory. Say with me, Christ in me. Now look at verse 3 in chapter 2 again. In him, in who? Christ. All the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes of God and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden within him. Where is he? Touch your core. This is the revelation that Christ in you, the hope of glory. And within you lies everything that God is and God has. All his wisdom, all his works, all his power. And ye are the temple. <laughs> 
of the Holy Ghost. Persuvar megiasoloparaya. Fear kamatsan. Kapanasolopopriyasa. Pirosukariyasa. And he said this in verse 4. Look at this. I say this in order that no man may mislead and delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. Listen, underline it. For though I am away from you in body, yet I am with you in spirit, delighted at the sight of your standing shoulder to shoulder in such orderly array and the firmness and the solid front and steadfastness of your faith in Christ, that leaning of the entire human personality on him in absolute trust and confidence in his power, in his wisdom, and in his goodness. I want you to declare this. I have absolute trust. Come on, say it like you mean it. I have absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness where is his power I can't hear you where is his power where is his wisdom where is his goodness I'm not out here trying to get it I'm not trying to bring him down he's in me shout it out he's in me that's why 1 John 4, 4, ye are of God. How many people are of God tonight? Ye are of God, little children, for greater is he that is than he that is in the One, woo! One person believes it. When they show up at your door and promise you everything if you will just what are you going to do? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus. I felt the anointing right there. So they come against me, they come against him. They come for me, they come for him. They incarcerate you, they incarcerate him, but he cannot stay bound. No jail can hold him, no tomb can hold him, no cross can hold him. No demon can hold him because we need to read because you'll see who has the power. Pastor, I need to see things change. He needs to see you change. He needs to see me change. For six, as you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him. Look at this in seven. 
have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in faith, just as you were taught and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. See to it, look at this, verse 8, see to it that no one carries you off as spoil or makes you yourselves captive by his so-called philosophy and intellectualism and feigned deceit, idle fancies and plain nonsense following human tradition, men's ideas of the material rather than the spiritual world. For in him, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him. He is in you, and you are in him. Made full and having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature and he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power who is who is christ in him also you were circumcised with the circumcision not made with hands but in a spiritual circumcision performed by christ by the stripping of the body of the flesh the whole corrupt and carnal nature with his passions and lusts thus you were circumcised when you were buried with him in your baptism in which you were also raised with him to a new life through your faith in the working of god as displayed when he raised him up from the dead and you who were dead in trespasses and in, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought to life together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our transgressions. Verse 14, having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note, the bond, with its legal decrees and demands, which was in force and stood against us, hostile to us. This note with its regulations, decrees and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of your way by nailing it to his cross. Lift your hand and say, I am free. Oh, that was powerful. Say it again. I am free. One more time. I am free. Verse 15, are you reading? God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us. 
and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. Therefore, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of food and drink or with regard to a feast day or a new moon or a Sabbath. Such things are only the shadow of things that are to come. And they have only a symbolic value, but the reality of the substance, the solid fact of what is foreshadowed, the body of it belongs to Christ. Look at this in verse 18. Let no one defraud you by acting as an umpire and declaring you unworthy and disqualifying you for the prize, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels. Taking a stand on visions, he claims he has seen vainly puffed up by his sensuous notions and inflated by his unspiritual thoughts and fleshly conceit. Not holding fast to the head, capital H, from whom the entire body, supplied and knit together by means of its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. If then, you have died with Christ to material ways of looking at things and having escaped from this world's crude and elementary and elemental notions and the teachings of externalism. Why do you live as if you still belong to the world? This is alive. This is so powerful. Why do you submit to rules and regulations? Do not handle this. Do not taste that. Do not even touch them. Referring to things all of which perish with being used. To do this is to follow human precepts and doctrines. Such practices have indeed the outward appearance that popularity passes for wisdom in promoting self-imposed rigor of devotion and delight in self-humiliation and severity of discipline of the body. But they are of no value in checking the indulgence of the flesh, the lower nature. Instead, they do not honor God, but serve only to indulge the flesh. And if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, how many people have been raised to a new life? Sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died. Look at your neighbor and say, did you know you were already dead? And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in the splendor of his glory. So kill, dead, and deprive of power the evil desire lurking in your members, those animal impulses, and all that is earthly in you that is employed in sin, sexual vice, impurities, sensual appetites, unholy desires, and all greed and covetousness, for that is idolatry, the defiant of self and other created things instead. 
instead of God. Verse 8, but nine, put away and rid yourselves completely of all these things. Anger, rage, bad feeling towards others, curses and slander, foul-mouthed abuse and shameful utterances from your lips. It's amazing how this goes into how we should live. Shout it out, I'm not afraid. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and say it, I'm not afraid. I had more time. I don't want to keep you any longer. I have so much to say. Such little time to say it. But if you listen to what you're hearing, apply it and walk in it. when we have a covenant. Believers crying out for mercy from a loving Heavenly Father, a God of covenant. We just don't know our inheritance. So we cry for mercy. We go Old Testament on everybody over in the heavens and come down when he literally gave his son ripped the temple curtain in two and gave us access to heaven so that we never ever have to pray rend the heavens and come down how many people understand what i'm talking about he is here. He's not coming. He is here. I'm going to say it again. He's not coming. He is here. I'm going to say it again. He is not coming. He is here. Oh, I'm not talking about the second coming or the rapture of the church. I'm talking about what he did in giving us the precious Holy Spirit for us to say, come Holy Spirit is an indictment. sitting in our little prayer meetings in our little prayer closet saying, come Holy Spirit. You immature person, you don't know what you carry and in whom has been invested within you. You carry the Christ. You carry the power of Almighty God. There is nothing left for you to be given other than for you to utilize and for you to release whom you have become. 
So for us as believers to cry for mercy is to put us back. But for us as believers to receive the power of the covenant written in the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, and to stand in that covenant and to know that I am a partner with Almighty God and He partners with me and I am in Him and He is in me. And through the words of Christ, all things are possible for him that believes. Shout it out, all things are possible! Some people won't like this tonight. I'm not talking about the people in here, but people that will listen to it. Who want to be all mercy. Yes, mercy to the unbeliever. Yes, mercy. But to us, get up and dust yourself off and remember you've got a covenant. Repent if you have to and get up and remember you have a covenant. Stop crying before God. Oh, mercy, forgive me. I'm so sorry I did what I did. Remember you've got a covenant. Remember, God needs you more to get back up than what you think. You have the luxury of lying down and wallowing in that. God wills you to get back up. God wills you to put on your armor. God wills you to stand in the face of adversity. How many people receive something out of this tonight? Pray in the Spirit with me one more time. Jesus back I used to have lovely times with Jesus but did you ever think that they might have been lovely for you and not lovely for him because your time with him was always meeting a need within you and never meeting a need within him had people come to me over the years and said, you know what, I used to have a really wonderful walk with the Lord until I came to your church. 
I just want to look at them and stare them down and say, you didn't have a walk with the Lord. You walked with yourself and invited God into your own party. Now you're walking with them. Now you're partnering with them. Now you're just not trying to get them to stroke your fevered brow. I want to sit in Papa's lap. Stop it. Grow up. Mature. I went home, ate my lunch, and left my family and went to another room today. Regurgitating, going over. Kind of like maybe, maybe, Father, we could package this in a nicer way. And you know what the Father always says? There's no nice way to do this. Because my people will face hell at 9 a.m. tomorrow when they step out of their houses and they go to their places of work and they will meet people different backgrounds different thought patterns differences differences and the wheel will start turning again and all eyes will be on New York Tuesday what will it be what will happen? I'm not making light of it. I'm just telling you, there's none of it nice. So for people to come to church and be given a couple of songs. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. And to receive a motivational message that you're the best thing since sliced bread when you know that you have molded over years ago. How many people knows it hasn't worked? It hasn't. I believe the Bible tells us that we've received all good things that pertains unto life and godliness. But to sit in a chair and want the preacher to tell you everything that you want to be and you know that you're not. It's torment. And for five minutes after that service, actually think that you're someone else until reality hits you two miles down the road in your own car behind your own wheel. When you walk in your front door into your reality. So for me, if I was part of work like this, I would be gleeful that finally someone actually 
gives a rip about me and actually wants me to have a shout on Monday. And the shout has not diminished come Wednesday. And that the shout actually can go on into Friday. Come on, any believers in this room? Come on, be given, give them praise and honor right now. You can help me. You can say amen. You can help me. You can say praise the Lord. You can help me and say, don't back up, pastor. Keep going. You can help me by operating in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to get a microphone up here. I'm going to have Pastor Joel, if you have something from the Lord going forward at an appropriate time of the service, you'll come to Pastor Joel. Because I want the gifts operating in this service. How many people believe it's time? We'll get there. One says, what if somebody gets it wrong? I can tell you in the law of averages, we will get it more right than what we will ever get it wrong. Because people need to be used. Lift your hands and say, Lord, use me. Use me. In the time of John and Dodie Osteen, Carnum himself would cry out to God, show us a church that operates like us, that preaches the word, and yet the spirit flows in the services. God supernaturally brought us to Lakewood Church. Under John and Dodie Osteen, we would watch the VHSs over and over and over. And I know for the young ones here, that's a dinosaur thing. But it's all we had. You would see people come up periodically. They would take the microphone and they would give the word of the Lord. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the body to rise and for us to be behind each other. How many people's behind each other? Wave at me right now. Behind each other. You don't want to miss Tuesday nights. It's so rich to worship the prayer. The message on finances from John. Practical applications to prospering. I heard a testimony. Pastor Karen was telling me that somebody's salary went from something like 60000 to 120000 Lift your hand and say, I will take that. Hallelujah. Now, if you've got more than that, you'll not take that. If you're getting less than that, you need to say, I will take that. Say, promotions come into my house. Favor is upon me in the name of Jesus. I want to speak one more thing to you. We're going to give to the Lord. 
to you, says the Spirit of the Lord, that you have asked me for and prayed much for, and yet you did not recognize that the answer had arrived at your door because of your expectations and your desire for more. So some have prolonged what should have happened years ago by refusing the answer and telling it to go. It's time to receive what God brings our way. with us when we pray and I hear this in the area of finances jobs and spouses finances jobs and spouses for even yet in the area of those that I have called to be together, many have set a parameter that I cannot work with. to my prayer in Jesus precious name